Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. friends hello friends i'm shen and i'm lay and welcome back to the while they nap podcast welcome 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 how's it going friend good no complaints here <laughs> things are getting warmer the sun yes. came out and now i don't know how to act that's it. almost went out into the streets thought and i'm bopping but remember <laughs> i'm a married mother <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, it'll bring it'll bring thought out of you because it's so <laughs> nice out there. Like, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I saw a meme that said, like, invite me. Just invite <laughs> me because I'm coming no matter where it is. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm coming. I'm coming to birthdays, bat mitzvahs, uh, weddings, anniversaries, funerals. As long as it's outside. <laughs> Honestly, invite me. because we've been locked up for so long. And people are so excited for warm weather. So as long as it is outside and the weather is nice, invite me. I'll be there. For sure. But you know what's annoying, though? Um, I was trying to go out to eat with Shai yesterday, and it took us hours. Wow. <laughs> From Ajax to Oshawa, we were trying to find somewhere to eat. And uh -huh. every, everyone was just like, they either don't have dine-in because it's not worth it, Mm -hmm. because the capacity is 10 people yeah or they're booked for the whole day so we yeah. obviously did not think that through <laughs> to make so reservations annoying. so we ended up just eating in and you know chilling but it was still good nonetheless but now i know that summertime is going to be a problem oh my god the other day possible. i saw my friend posting downtown i think it was last weekend and her and her sisters went for brunch and i'm like i don't even want to know when you booked that reservation like i don't yeah. even want to know <laughs> like especially some of these really like dope brunch stops like spots downtown i'm like i can't even imagine did you bring did you like book that appointment like in <laughs> appointment reservation in 2017 we must <laughs> <laughs> definitely had to grease the owner to get right? a seat for sure slipping people extra so money hard. anyways um <laughs> how are you how am, I, how am i i'm fine today yara is going for her birth her first dentist appointment i'm nervous i am so anxious about it like because I meant to follow up on that where where are you taking her because my dentist said that they don't take appointments until they're like three mm, no so my mom so my mom's a dental assistant so she's mm -hmm. obviously on it like every time she comes to you I'm like let me see your mouth let me see your mouth <laughs> mm -hmm. and she's inside looking at her teeth so apparently they can come at two it's so simple like it's nothing it's like they're just counting the teeth and just like looking like to make sure that I guess that there aren't any um visible cavities or anything like that 
So I anticipate it being like a very short appointment, but like, yeah, all week they've been sending me like reminders. And every time I see like Yara Noel, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting so anxious. I'm like, oh my God, this shit about to wild out. Like she's going to go crazy. (laughs) So I don't know how that's going to go. So pray for me, y'all. I'll, I'll, um, I'll post it in the story. (laughs) I can't wait to hear how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. It's either going to be, she's either going to love it or she's going to go ape shit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it can only go two ways. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but friends, we are not alone. We need not check in by ourselves because we have, (laughs) um, I don't even know what to call her. She hates that we big her up the way that we do because <laughs> we're always so extra. Oh, we talk come about her. on. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We're just like, she is our everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, the OG bomb mom. So we have um, our dear love page of page one of some here, friend. And we're just so excited to have her. So welcome, friend. Yeah. There we go. Hello. I'm so oh, sorry. Hello. I am so <laughs> excited to be back. You have you have no idea. So thanks for having me. Yay. We're happy you're here, girl. How was your week? Oh my goodness. My week has definitely been an adventure. Um, so I was off this week. So I was trying to relax, but like, how are you supposed to relax if you're a mom? My son went back into daycare. Mm. I had a whole bunch of stuff with Paige when I have some to take care of. The weather was amazing. Then the weather was cold. So I don't want to get sick and everyone thinks <laughs> the worth of my sickness. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing but i'm happier to be here this was the highlight of the week oh i'm telling you <laughs> professional ego stroker this is it friend nice. <laughs> what i do what i do you know i take appointments i take checks i take e-transfers let me know what you need <laughs> <laughs> awesome. okay friends it's our favorite time of the episode and it's where we nominate bomb moms we're still encouraging you to send nominations i think we have one am i wrong I'm pretty sure we do. <clears throat> oh, the crustiness is real. <laughs> I know you guys are tired of hearing my crusty voice, my no. crusty warning voice. There's something about it that sounds familiar. <laughs> it feels like home. <laughs> feels like a Saturday morning, huh? All right. So um, my nomination this week is a local mom. Um, she, we actually, you know, came to become friends because our husbands are friends. Um, and her name is Lexi. She's a mother of two uh beautiful children um they are i think they're less than 18 months apart so it was pretty crazy i remember i remember attending her son's first birthday and she was kind of like you know she's excited but she just seemed like a little like in her head and i was like girl everything okay like i know like how first birthdays can be and she's like uh yeah no not really and i was like uh <laughs> do you want to talk and she's like uh uh we don't really have to go anywhere she's like i'm pregnant and i was like what and then her husband's like let's cut the cake and I'm like okay (laughs) and I'm looking at her and she's kind of like in a daze right so I mean I remember just being so enamored by her because at that point I I wasn't even pregnant Leon and I were married but I I we hadn't even like thought about really having kids anytime soon um and I was just like wow this is a lot right like this is this is a lot because and I think about my own like journey with Yara and on her first birthday. And I just like remember her being one and that being such an important milestone. Cause it's like, wow, I, I kept this kid alive for a year, but also like, I just remember being proud to get there cause I was tired and all of these things. So thinking about like being pregnant at on Yara's first birthday was yeah. Anyway, 
all that aside, she has handled that like with such grace. She's an incredible mom, um, such like, you know, a great motivator and friend and so worthy of this nomination. So Lex, you are my bomb mom nom for the week. Lovely. Paige, want to go? That sounds so crazy, though. <laughs> it, that's, girl, that's a that's not a gap because she was. like, Yeah, no, because I think she was like two and a half months pregnant. Like, like she and she was just she was like, yeah, it was tough because you could tell she was just like, yeah, like I'm excited because children are a blessing. She's like, but if I had my way, I would not be pregnant right now because I'm just getting my like, like getting my groove. You know what I mean? I honestly commend people that do that by choice Mm -hmm. and just bang it all out. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to bang it all out, destroy myself and then rebuild. (laughs) But no way. Like, even now, I'm like, oh, winter's two and a half. She's almost three. I'm still like, but should I? Oh, my God. I'm so scared. Right. I have the same thing. When there's all these kids playing around, my husband are like, oh, it'll be so nice to have another one. And then I think about it. And I think about, like, the mess and the craziness. It's like, you want to do it. But it's like, now now what's the next step? And then we have one friend. Her kids are 18 months apart. Wow. And just, like on one all the time and before <laughs> pre-covid pre-covid oh when i i'm assuming you guys have early years down there but mm. because of her kids age yeah. differences um she would have like the baby and she would have her toddler and she's like honestly i just forgot about my baby because my toddler is like jumping all around the place and her Damn. baby is the chillest kid ever like she's so used to her sister doing everything she just sits there lets her sister like terrorize everything she just smiles <laughs> she's chilling so then I'm like, maybe I should have a second one because they just don't, it doesn't seem like they do anything. They just yeah. look at the craziness of the older one. And you <laughs> it know, usually so. balances itself out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly how I was as a kid. My mom's like, you were like, you realized that Janelle was like the, like the center of attention that she like required. She was so demanding. So you were just like, yeah, I'm good. My mom's like, I don't even remember. I remember one day you were like <laughs> reaching for your bottle. I turned around and you had it. I don't know how you got it. Like, I don't know if it was like you moved it with your mind. <laughs> but like, she's like, you just started doing everything on your own. Cause you're like, nah, I'm good. Go ahead. You just focus on Danielle. I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll make myself something to eat. Don't even worry about it. It's okay. I'll stand up. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's amazing. Hilarious. Um, That's so crazy. Who's your bomb mom now? Okay. So I'm going to say my bomb mom is Brittany. Brittany Penman, our, um, our sons are little best friends. So cute. Um, reason I recommend her as a bomb mom is because she is a wicked ass mother. She does everything with the whole working from home. Like our sons are around the same age, two and a half, but you wouldn't even know she's working. She puts everything on the back burner for her son. But aside from just the mom side of things, the mother, the mom friend she is to me, she's got me through so many things when it was getting Jacob into daycare, figuring out the breastfeeding to formula feeding back when they were little, being that person to like complain about your husband all the time together. (laughs) It's like, you don't realize how much you need that. And to have a kid, like have kids that are around the exact same age that we could just do our mom thing and they can do our kid thing. She's just always there. She's always down as like a mom friend, but just an amazing, amazing mom. So shout out to Brittany for always making it happen for her kids her husband for all of us all right I love that I know having a steady mom friend (laughs) I know it's so true because when I was when I had my son I went to early years I'm like I'm not doing this like I don't need these mom friends we could just like do (laughs) do everything with like my friends and we can figure it out and I didn't even realize the value of having someone that especially when your kids are around like even like a year or two different like 
to to complain about because a lot of my friends don't have kids so when I met her I literally met her at a party and Mm -hmm. um I brought my son and there's like a little surprise thing there's kids there and she walked up to me and she's like my son looks like yours I'm like excuse me (laughs) what what and I'm like who who is this person like what are you saying (laughs) I'm like, okay, and then whatever. And then she like brought her phone and she shows me her son. I'm like, holy shit, it's like the same kid. Oh my and then god. When I put them, it was so weird because it's so random when someone comes to you saying that. It's yeah. like, well, what are you trying what are you trying to say about my kid? Like, what, yeah. like, what did your kid look like that you think our kid looks the same? Yeah. And they look so much alike that when she recommended the daycare that he's in now, like in his, when he was a year old, he was in the daycare class and my son was running down the hall. And they're like, oh my goodness, Makai is outside of his chair. And it was Jacob. So that's wow. how much they look the same. But yeah, I just didn't realize how crucial it is and how I really felt for people. You know, there's a lot of people that feel like when they have a kid, they kind of lose a lot of their friends or a lot of those relationships. And before I'm like, does that really happen? Like, you don't really need them. And then I'm like, damn, you freaking need them. You better grab those moms. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. yeah. So it's so true. It is. And it's not by choice all the time. It's just, it's hard to relate when you don't have kids. It's like, I can't call my childless friend complaining all day. They'd be like, okay. (laughs) All right, girl. Who told you to do all that? (laughs) This is true. (laughs) For sure. Um, So this week, friends, we're so lucky. We actually have a nomination from one of you. We're so pumped. I was even begging for these, like legitimately begging. Yeah, every week. Like actually (laughs) begging. (laughs) So this week we have a a nomination from a doctor. Super cool. Young fly black doctor. Hello, Uh, Dr. Amanda Chisholm. And she says, I've got a bomb mom nom for you. Her name is, well, her Instagram name anyway, is caramel underscore doctor seven, which suggests to me that she too was a doctor like let's go (laughs) come on young doctor friends this is amazing okay so uh her nomination says she is a uk mom oh i love i love that she wrote that she's a uk mom because that means mom Mom. (laughs) and doctor like myself i've known her since i was a a child through church and always been inspired by her she's a few years older than me and helped me get into medical school amazing she is a doctor in ob and gynecology and she has three beautiful children. And in addition to um, working as a doctor, she also homeschools. Excuse me? Mm-mm. She's homeschooling her three children and she's a doctor? Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. No, Go ahead, by girl. choice before the pandemic. Wow. Okay. Wow. She's really intentional with her health and fitness, super organized and unapologetically herself and is so knowledgeable. She was actually on shift when I was being induced with my daughter and she was wonderful. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, thank you for that. Uh, I'm actually so curious to talk to uh, a mom that homeschools by choice. Yeah. She looks incredible. Dr. Stacy. Wow. Well, you are you were nominated by um, Dr. Amanda. And I mean, wow. All I have to say is like, you are so deserving. But Dr. Amanda also wanted to nominate herself, and I don't blame her because she seems phenomenal mm-hmm. too. She's like, I'd also like to nominate dot 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 myself. 
haha, just kidding. Love the show so much. And it's amazing how many things I relate to, even though um, from different sides of the world, the Jamaican background means that we're growing up the exact same. Keep up the amazing work. <laughs> so you tried to go so back true. and take back that nomination. But girl, we're not going to let you. So we want to nominate you. We think you're awesome. Um, listen, to be a doctor at any time, yeah. especially during this time, I can't imagine the challenges. And in the UK, you know, they've had quite a number of cases. It's been hella yeah. stressful over there. So both you and Dr. Stacy are incredible. Thanks so much for listening and for your support. And you both are bomb moms. So celebrate yourselves. Mimosas all around. <laughs> I need to get like you. Seriously. Saturday morning. Water bottle is not doing it. She does no, not. Girl. Honestly, I was like, how dare? Not even coffee, Chanel? Come on. <laughs> I know. We can take a break and do shots if you guys want. I'll run upstairs. And- Listen. <laughs> Imagine. 8.32. Listen, it's 7 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> about that life i am going to nominate Gigi beauty a uk uh, video content creator i'm going to nominate her because um i'm trying to get back into my self-care wake up earlier do my makeup <laughs> and i'm using her as a reference she's gorgeous she has two gorgeous girls let me show you her kids her kids like you know when you have kids and they just you just birth twins yeah She's just my beauty inspiration. I love how she, um, I love how she does her makeup. I love her style. And I love all the cute videos that she does with her girls. Let me show you her picture. Like this is goals. When winter actually decides to cooperate. Oh my goodness. What? That is so cute. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, friends. So let's jump into the topic of today. You know how we are. We love to celebrate moms, not only moms who are in business, moms who are just incredible mothers doing great things. Um, But there's just something to be said for, you know, a mom who is doing all that she's doing and is maybe even working her nine to five and still has a passion project in the works or is doing something entrepreneurial. So with that being said, we are launching this new segment called A Mommy in Business, and we will be highlighting and celebrating boss moms. Um, and to kick off our segment, there we figured there was no there was no one else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was no one else that we could own the um, right. Yeah, we had to start it right. We had to start it off with Paige because Paige is, you know, has been instrumental in helping us kick off our um, you know, mommy business venture, which is this podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think she is going to be so helpful as far as helping other moms who want to um, kick off their own little ventures. So Paige, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank um, you for having me again in your kind words. I, I, like, you just, like, I just hear like my cheeks are hurting because I'm smiling so hard. Just, <laughs> just call me every day and tell me nice things, please. <laughs> You're the best. So um. I guess there's no better way to start off than by telling us about your current and like, you know, you're just your baby, not your adorable baby, Jacob, but your new baby, your mommy venture. 
Yes. So when I was here, was it last year, two years ago, a while back, mm. when I was first on this amazing <laughs> podcast, um, I talked about the company I founded, Page One of Some. Um, so I was doing one-on-one, I was doing coaching sessions, I was doing speaking engagements, um, I was doing group sessions, I was doing everything. And the focus was empowering millennials, both personally and professionally and changing that narrative, not only for our generation. And just to make note, millennials are anyone born between 1981 and 1996. A lot of people don't think they're millennials. I had to Mm -hmm. sprinkle that in there, but anyway, um, and that was the focus. And um, then as of late last year, but everything launched this year, um, I launched my first book. So I am officially a published <laughs> author. Woo! So pages on the papers. Um, so my first book, because there will be more, um, is called Break Free of the Bullshit, A Millennial Empowerment Guide. Not only for millennials, but my target has been that generation. But a lot of people who have loved the book have been older or younger and there's always something that you could gain from it do you want me to tell you what it's about or we're going into that um yeah you know you can tell us what it's about yeah yeah okay um so basically everyone on instagram you'll see there's a a lot of motivational speakers there's a million motivational books out there It, it this is just we're kind of in that woke nation woke generation which is amazing but I feel like personally for me, I've read a couple of motivational books and then like I read it and I would feel hype and then that was it. Like, okay, I'm motivated. And then tomorrow I'm usually going towards the same foolishness. So with this book, I tried to make it different where I planned it more like a workbook. So whatever topic we're talking about, you need to pull out your toxic traits. You need to take a look at your relationship. You need to look at your failures and turn it in a positive way as well as your, as well as your successes. Um, so, and it's not a a book where I'm just motivating you saying you can do it. And, you know, I've done X, Y, Z. I talk about my own failures in business and relationships and school and so on. So it's almost like we're just friends talking. And when you leave, you're forced to realize who the hell you are and that no matter what direction you're going into, whether it's starting your own business, growing in your corporate job, being a better person, fitness, whatever, that you just need to break free of the bullshit in your own head and kill it. So that's what the book is about. I love that. Okay, so you wrote this incredible book that like everyone should go out and buy right this minute. But Right now. It wasn't <laughs> easy, I'm sure. So give us an idea. I mean, and you don't have to go because I'm sure there like has been tons, but you know, a snippet of the pitfalls and the epiphanies and successes that you've had along the journey of writing the book? Yeah, so the experience definitely was a shit show, a beautiful shit show. Um, So I started off with not knowing if I should even, the the first hurdle was even writing the book, saying that I'm going to do it. And um, it was my business manager saying, okay, this is the next step, you know, kind of bring people with you. And there was multiple things. It was, is it even going to be good? Are people going to like it? Is what I'm saying makes sense. And because it's a book, about adjusting your mindset it really forced me to be like damn what are my toxic traits like Mm. and reflect on where I went left in a lot of situations and learn from that then when I first started writing for the first couple months I was super hyped and I wrote maybe five chapters and then I was just over it because I'm like you know what nobody's 
gonna care like what I'm writing a book like why why am I writing like who am I am I trying to be an author like there's a lot of imposter syndrome and um then it was a lot of writing and then rewriting and then um when I got to the point of okay we're gonna we're gonna put this out there um I had a group of advanced readers so it's people who will read your book based on experience that are people within your target market and people outside of it um so I was like scared to even get their opinions on like what do you think about this does this make sense and getting that constructive criticism Mm -hmm. and I think I came to the point of you know what I'm putting this out there whether people buy it or not but it was the moment of like I was so scared I delayed maybe three weeks to even post it on Instagram like that I'm even writing a book because I was so I was just overthinking of like what people would think and if I put it on Instagram that means I have to commit meaning I can't pull out I have to I have to make it happen. And then I'm like, maybe they'll just forget. And then people were following up and I'm like, shit, this is, this is happening. The book is coming out. So mm-hmm. definitely you're kind of battling your own mind to put something out there. Awesome. And I mean, I get it. that. I think we've had that a lot too, Shen, no? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> every new idea, every couple months. And you, I think you're just, you go on autopilot. So you start doing a lot. And then like, when you check yourself back in, you're like, what am I doing? (laughs) Is this even worth it? Should I continue? You know? Um, But I think that's a part of the journey. I think that that's what makes it a beautiful, a beautiful task. It makes it a beautiful hurdle too, because Mm -hmm. like you see these roadblocks, but a lot of the times it's just you, (laughs) you putting them there. You, you really are the biggest roadblock. Even like one thing to add to you is like, going with a publisher because a lot of people self-publish so going the traditional route and my business manager went out to find the publishers for me and I was really hyped because it's like damn I'm gonna have a publisher and I was so in my own head I was trying to find problems with the publisher even though I didn't know shit about publishing mm-hmm. like I was like self-sabotaging myself because I'm like damn are they gonna even like what I'm doing are they gonna be down for my idea so yeah it, we are our own worst enemy so we need to break free of that bullshit of ourselves <laughs> that's That's so funny it's like right your own book probably helped you so much with uh, self-reflection right yeah yeah there was a lot when I was looking at like future business opportunities and where to go with next steps and growing the book I had to like reread my book and then um when the designer made a mistake in the book after it was printed, I had to go through the book like with a fine tooth comb to see what else was messed up. And then I reread the book because I had to, to make sure he didn't mess anything up. And then I was like thinking like, damn, I was being really toxic last, last week. Like wow. because there's a mm-hmm. whole thing about like toxic traits. So it's something that you could read time and time again, but my book was really checking me because I was being really petty last week. And I thought I was right. And I wasn't, and my book showed me otherwise damn so, so, so during this po- process of writing the book I'm sure that takes up so much time of writing rewriting yeah. reading it over uh how did that how did that bleed into your your mommy time and trying to balance like your marriage work mm-hmm. being a mom like I, I can only imagine how emotionally taxing that was yeah, it was, it definitely was. When I started, it was 2019. Um, I think it was like November-ish. And mm-hmm. I was doing it all through like Christmas into the new year. 
and it, it definitely was draining because sometimes you have writer's block nothing comes but when it flows it is flowing like no one can stop you but if your son wants something at that time or your kid wants something at that time or um he's napping and I'm writing and he wakes up it's like you can make your little notes but the vibe will not always be the same which kind of prolongs yeah. the writing process um because you have this idea and you can make as many jot notes but if you're not in that same energy that it doesn't flow the same so a lot yeah. of my writing was I would do my my work during the day pick up my son from daycare have our family time and it was putting him to bed so some nights I would be up until like three, four in the morning writing wow. or rewriting or editing and then getting up in the morning to bring him to daycare. Or if my, cause my husband has his own business too. So he does videography. So he has a day job as well. So if he's doing stuff at night, then I'm doing things even later. But if he was home, I'd have to say, come to my parents' house and just kind of block myself off and write. Mm. So it was a very draining process. But the hard thing was in the midst of rewriting, I know the time where I was at. Like I knew I was stressed with my son. I knew when I was in a more positive space. So I had to adjust the book again to kind of have that same energy all throughout. Mm. Yeah. And then it led to times, like I said, where I stopped for like three months because it's it was draining. And I might with anything, work, page run, some whatever, my son is the most important. So, and it's draining having a two-year-old too. So you don't even have time. So I'm like, maybe this is just not meant to be like, maybe we'll just leave this (laughs) here and then it'll come back. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it was worth it. I still have bags under my eyes. (laughs) I love that though. I love the honesty because I think that that's like what we don't see and sometimes what we don't hear. And then like, you know, as other moms who are listening and who want this are wondering like, well, how the heck? So it's like, oh, okay. So she did have those moments where she thought she couldn't. Oh, okay. So she did take a break. Oh, okay. So like, you know, it's like really, it's very validating to hear that. Like, this isn't easy. It wasn't like someone I had this magical, you know, um, babysitter who always took my child and I always yeah. had time and I had this, you know, pen yeah. to paper, like, no, it wasn't that all the time. And I love, I love that you shared that with us. Thank you. So in the book and I'm working my way through it. I, so I just feel like as speaking of moms and struggles, it's just like so hard to find time to sit down and read. And that's my big struggle. So I was like, Oh, Lord. mommy, what's that? So, (laughs) but, um, in the book, you say that bullshit consists of a myriad of things from naysayers to self-doubt and any or anything that like really tries to discourage you. So would you say that this list for the most part is the same for moms? Um, and if, or if not, like what challenges specifically might moms have on breaking free of the bullshit? So, I mean, I thought when I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, you know, um, a conversation that I had um, where my, uh, you know, you know, like this woman was talking about um, trying to have a baby after two years of struggling and, you know, not getting a lot of support from family and friends, like them kind of being like, girl, like, just let it go. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, she's just like so committed and so convicted. And I thought like, you know, even in that, like she really, she's like, I just have to focus on what I want and, and try not to listen to others. And I felt like, you know, in, in some ways she's trying to break free of the bullshit. Like literally uh-huh. she's trying to break free of the people who are like, girl, it may not be, it may not be for you. Motherhood may not be something that like, you know, or not, or motherhood in the capacity that you want it to it may not happen for you. So anyways, when I thought about that, I thought about you. So yeah. What about moms? Would you say it's pretty much the same? Do we have different levels of bullshit and how can we break free? 
I think when I reference like what the bullshit is, I reference it being like our own self. I mm. reference it being our excuses, our friends, even our family, society, social media. So I think it's a very general thing because we're all experiencing that level of bullshit. But exactly. with moms, we're dealing with the exact same people in a sense, but a completely different capacity and definitely different situations because we're not living this everyday life. Okay, wake up nine to five, go home, maybe have our business, whatever. We have someone we have to keep alive. Mm-hmm. We have, yeah. if we're yep. in a relationship, um, we got to deal with them where sometimes we love them and sometimes we want to kill them mm-hmm. and we have to deal with our own emotions. We have to deal with the whole thing of wanting to have another child, not mm-hmm. wanting to have another child, the balancing, the mom guilt. And I think in terms of the bullshit for moms, yeah, it's the same list of people, but the circumstance is completely different mm-hmm. because we have another life to deal with that is directly attached to us that we have to, like, we don't have an option. Like there is no alternative. Like, I was, um, during the pandemic, here's a quick story. My, um, we were shut down from March to, I think, August. So my son's daycare wasn't there, was closed down, sorry. And then um, from August till just two weeks ago, I was working and I had Jacob at home with me. So, and then with his age too, I'm doing the ABCs, the colors. That's why I have so much more respect for teachers, but Mm -hmm. I'm basically doing this homeschool talk being homeschooling a toddler in a sense and working and page of one of some just doing everything bringing him outside trying to drink my water all this stuff and my boss he was just like you know isn't isn't this stressful for you like is this like still a good situation for you to be in because you know you have a son and I don't understand like how you're doing this with a son and I'm like well you should talk to your wife because as a mom you don't have an option you make it happen you you find an alternative and we also have the bullshit of work and yeah. people who aren't parents or who have older kids or have whatever, and they just don't understand. So mm-hmm. as moms, it's like we, like I said, just repeating what I said, the same, the list is the exact same, but we have to find a way to make it work, which is almost bullshit in itself that we turn yeah. into like a bunch of positive bullshit because we have no other option. <laughs> That's so friggin' true. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, like, even when I think about it, like, I, I don't have the luxury. Like my husband is so involved in everything with my son, but there's things that are just not an option. Like there's, as a mom, there's things that you just can't do because you're the mom. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. like you, like, yeah, I could go out with my friends and he could go with his friend, but it's like, it's, it's not the same. It's just it's not, not the same. Yeah. I had this the process the is day. definitely different. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leon and I had this conversation the other day and it was where he really said, thank you. And I guess he could just tell that I was just feeling, it wasn't like I was feeling underappreciated. I just, just didn't, I just didn't think that he understood like the flexibility he had. Right. Yes. Like, just like he's been working like weekends, he's been working um, overtime and that's great. Like, of course he's doing it for the family. He's doing it for us, which I appreciate. But being able to do that without even thinking about it, like being at work and being like, oh, there's extra work. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll work. Like you just, you, just, you just have the flexibility to do that. You can just work. Like, you know, after work and you guys want to go for beer, you can just do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like someone else will pick up Yara. Yara. Someone will make sure that Yara's fed and, and clothed and, and, you know, story time and bedtime. And someone will make sure that there's food and you have lunch tomorrow and you don't have to, you can get home late because you know lunch will be for Like someone else will do that. And I'm like, 
and it's not to say that again that like you know that I don't think that you would do those things if I asked but I feel like if I was to work late or to be at work late and then go out with my girlfriend like there's just so many things little things that I would have to get in order like you know what I mean? yeah. a lot of, a lot of questions a lot of questions right <laughs> that's the thing you're gonna get five million messages about can is this okay can you eat is this, this can, can you eat that <laughs> whatever like it's just not a seamless process and yes. I completely agree and age and I have those same conversations too like some like he'll he'll do the exact same as Leon like he'll come and he'll just thank me like just thank you for bringing Jacob here thank you for all you do but then some days like I don't even say anything he'll just say like oh I have a shoot because he has yeah. a videographer like oh I have like three shoots this weekend I'm like must be nice must be nice <laughs> and then he'll be like yeah you know it's good like business is picking up and whatever whatever I'm like, no, it must be nice to just leave Yeah. because no one asked me what I want to do today. I, I just, I just mom today. That's it. So yeah. I'm like, I get that you're making money, but it just must be nice because exactly. I, 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 like, I, this was not an option for me. Like, but it's fine. We kept, we keep it. Alive, so it's <laughs> yeah, fine. exactly. It's just what it is. Right. Like and then when the kid comes out exactly like their dad, I'm like, must be nice. <laughs> no, it doesn't say the kid comes out looking like their dad and crying for yesterday, Yara cried for her dad I picked her up from school and she says mommy I'm sad why miss daddy I'm like are you joking <laughs> are, you, are you actually I was like okay I'm done I'm finished <laughs> yeah I can't this, this is too much um so what <laughs> advice do you have for prospective authors in our case moms and young or old that desire to write and publish a book um my first, depending on the route that you want to go to, like if it's going to be with a traditional publisher or yes. you want to self-publish, for one, it's really get your ideas in order because it's so easy to go left and go in different directions. Um, so my first piece of advice would be to create an outline. So just yes. an outline of chapters because commonly what's going to happen is if you don't have someone doing it for you, um, you commonly will have to like pitch your idea to a publishing company or a publisher. Um, I need to have your ideas in order, an idea of what your chapters are. One thing I learned as well is a lot of us feel like if we're going to write a book, it needs to be this like big ass book. Like you need to like have a whole bunch of stuff in your hand. What I did learn is for <laughs> your first book. Oh yeah. That sounds really like not what I know no 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 I love it because yeah. I had a visual so it was funny yeah whole visual of a whole bunch of stuff. but no like a lot of us feel like with our first book we need to make sure we have a lot of shit to say mm -hmm. but no matter your point in life whether it's like you're you have five million followers you have five followers you're well known you're not well known in that author and book community when you're new you're brand new so what you need to do if you're looking to write your first book um, what I found and the advice that I got from my publisher and other publishers is have your first book be 5,500 words or less. Wow. So yeah. you definitely want to have it shorter and to the point. If you did happen, say you've already written a book, break that book down and maybe take the beginning chapters and have future chapters or future books, sorry. But mm. your first book really needs to be straight to the point, very engaging to have readers want to buy more. Um, so that was a big point because I just kept trying to write and write and then yes. there was a whole bunch of foolishness. My publisher's like, yeah, no, don't do that. Um, if you're going to go with the traditional publishing route, make sure you read your damn contract and understand what you want because a lot of people can 
take rights to your book, take royalties to your book. Wow. Um, it's almost it, writing a book is almost like being in the music industry. Like you can do all this work and you cannot get shit. So you you need wow. to make sure you read. Yeah, you read your your contract. You're with a good publishing team. Um, what else? I think one one thing that was really important for me was having a vision of what I wanted everything to look like. So working with a publisher, she's someone who has never worked with a millennial before. She um, usually does, she works with older people that have, you know, those romance novels and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's never had a book that was full of swearing that had the bull's ass in the front. I do a lot of stuff with um, like, low. I like lowercase. It's a part of my branding and um, the side of my, my book, it says break through the bullshit, like in lowercase. And she's just like, that's not that's like we, they don't do that I'm like who is they? <laughs> that's grammatically incorrect yeah and she was just like no like when you like, even if the front of your book is lowercase like the side has to be uppercase and I'm like yeah but I don't want it to be and she's like no but they don't do that I'm like that's why I am not they like, <laughs> and you need to stand for how you want things to go and how you want things to be there's different fundamentals like I want my like my book is going to be in stores that's like the next step of everything and what I didn't realize, there's certain codes that you have to have on the back of your book to have it in a store, to have it in a library. Um, there's different guidelines that need to happen to make that happen. So regardless, if you're going to go to, again, traditional publishing or self-publish, if you self-publish and if you're not following those guidelines, then you could really only do Amazon or through your website. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, the biggest thing is like, have your vision, write it down and do it the biggest thing is do it <laughs> it's so easy to not do it like it's so easy to start writing and yeah. be like, this is shitty or this is not okay and, and then you don't because I stopped like I said before um so don't don't stop and be yourself like I wrote the book a lot of people that have read it I did an interview last week and when I met the guy who interviewed me he was like you know when I first met you you were yelling at me and told me to get my shit together he's like I opened up your book you're yelling at me and told me to get my shit together <laughs> like this is he's like this is you in the book so you want to be yourself because people will call bullshit on you anyways like what is this shit it doesn't even sound like you like you know so yes. you, you definitely really have to make it happen and understand that no matter what topic that you're doing because I feel like this is kind of getting out of order but um no matter what you're talking about yeah maybe it's been spoken about before but it's you speaking about it so it's different mm-hmm. ah that's key that is key <laughs> sorry <laughs> the most crying um okay so to wrap it up finish this sentence my dear dear boss moms please don't stop <laughs> do not stop please don't stop i know we're always going all the time but in this business segment of your podcast please do not stop because we need those voices of moms we need that mom representation we always get caught up in our own bullshit we get caught up in our family stuff and it's so easy to find ourselves being like well you know what I'm a mom and this is this is the number one this is what we focus on we'll wait till the kids get older we always make excuses to put us on the back burner but which was me, the moment my son held my book and said, oh, oh it's mama's book. I'm like, it was worth it. The late oh, nights were worth oh. it. I'm so thankful I didn't stop. Anyone who posts my book, he yells like, it's mama's book. It's mama's book. And like, no matter, I don't care if you don't want to write a book, but whatever you want to do in your life, please 
do not stop because someone is going to need that story no matter what it is. Amazing. That was amazing. (laughs) That's on period, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Killed it. So for our listeners Mm -hmm. who may not know where to find you, can you please let them know where to find you and where to find your book? Yes. So on Instagram, it is page one of some. So P-A-I-G-E, the number one, O-F-S-O-M-E. Um, there's a link there as well where you can get the book. Excuse me. Um, you can also purchase the book at page one of some.com. It is also available on Amazon. Just type in break through the bullshit or type in my name, type in page one of some. Um, and it will be coming into a bunch of stores soon, but we don't have those direct information yet so uh it will be in so stores exciting. though so you'll find it everywhere might be able to hopefully get it on a billboard get it to bestseller something yes but can, that's right yes manifesting it for sure amen all right friends well and do what you do <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm about to ask y'all please <laughs> head over to instagram and um send us some nominations for bomb moms mm-hmm. We'd love to hear it if there's a boss mom that you want us to interview send it over we'd love to pick your brains mommy mommy bosses and also head over to our website at whilethenap.ca you can also send us your noms there you can send us boss moms you can send us your birth stories mm. um you can oh, give us feedback <laughs> and um you can also check out our merch over there don't yes. forget the merch <gasps> our new merch our crew necks our long sleeves like listen we're gonna have you fit and ready for the spring so no excuses <laughs> bomb mom nation everybody needs to be dressed and ready to go so shop 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 absolutely and um also oh let's not forget this one head over to apple podcast guys mm-hmm. if you're liking what you're hearing and you must because you're here listening right now <laughs> Please rate us and give us a review. Yeah. Let us know how you feel. We'd love to hear from you guys. We love the feedback. We love, love, love the feedback. However you may feel, just send it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? What Am I forgetting anything? I think that's it. Feedback, bomb mom noms. Check out the website. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, with that being said, friends, nap time is over and we will see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye, friends. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 